our hosts, the world-renowned Christine Enville, an IFBB professional, three times world champion, a mentor, an icon, and of course, a founding co-owner of the best supplements money can buy, International Protein. In this podcast, Christine gives great advice on how to bulk without having to feel as if you can't stomach another bite. She explains what the process should look like, why people might not be getting results, and how long she'd be bulking for before she started to shred. All right, Christine, so tips on bulking. Like, what's the process? And are there any sort of common myths about bulking out there or...? I don't know about common myths, and they'll, they'll probably spring into my head as we go along, uh, but there's definitely a process to bulking and there's definitely, you know, it's a part of bodybuilding because, you know, to, to get the muscle size that you want, at some point you're going to have to put on some weight and that's what we call bulking. Now, everyone lives in the world where we want to gain lean muscle and we don't want to have to gain any body fat, but the, the reality is that to get where you need to go in terms of how much muscle you want to carry – some body fat's going to come on unless you're, you know, genetically incredibly gifted and, you know, you can exactly put on only lean muscle. Most of us will put on a little bit of body fat as well. And that's because you really need to make sure that you're in excess calories to grow that muscle and recover that muscle. And as a result, there's always going to be a little bit more than what you actually need. And that's what, that's where the body fat comes on. Now, the younger you are, the harder you can bulk, the more food that you can consume and the quicker you can gain that weight. The older you get, so as you get into your 30s and then into your 40s, um, that bulking cycle or that bulking season needs to be a lot more controlled because the weight, the excess weight that you do put on is a lot harder to get off. And then also the stresses that you put on your body from, you know, fluctuating your body weight like that is less desirable as you get older. And then the types of foods that you need to use, you need to be a little bit more stricter as you get older. So if you're a young, young guy just you know, or, or girl just getting into the gym, you really want to gain some muscle size. That is the opportunity there. Those first couple of years is when you can really hit it pretty hard, put the food away, gain those kilos pretty quickly, and, you know, the body seems to respond very quickly. Um, you're still normally in a growing phase at that time as well, like 18 to 25 guys are still maturing. Um, you know, their, their body will respond very, very well to the extra calories and the extra weight training. So, you know, the, the simplest thing with bulking is obviously you need to eat excess calories over what you're burning. And How long? For what time period? Again, this is a really, really individual thing. For some people, it can be like a year. Like they might want to do a whole year of, of bulking before they actually start thinking about getting ready for a show. Um, it depends how hard they go at it. So if they go at it really, really hard, I would say not to do it for more than about two to three months um, because, you know, you obviously – putting a lot of extra stress suddenly on your body, um, having to carry around that extra weight, you know, potentially the food that you're eating is going to stress your digestion, all the extra food and stuff. And if you're a, a person who gains lean, like leaner than other people, so you're putting on more muscle than what you're putting on body fat, then you can, you know, probably go longer. But if you're a person who puts almost like, you know, two to one for every, you know, kilo of muscle, you're gaining two kilos of body fat and you'll you'll know because of how you look, like whether you start to look a little bit pudgy or whether you still, you know, got your abs roughly in. Um, if you're one of those people that tends to gain the body fat quicker than the muscle, then keep those bulking cycles a little shorter and then try to level out for a little bit, maybe even do a little mini cut and then go back on another bulking cycle. So that's a, a safer, um, healthier way of doing it. A lot of people do, um, I guess, trick themselves into that thing of going, oh, yeah, I'm big um, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not carrying that much. Uh, and then when they go to cut up for a show, they realise they've got a lot more to lose and then there's a lot lot more pressure on getting 
getting cut up in the time frame that you need to. But when you look at, you know, where the excess calories come from, you know, your body obviously runs off either it's going to have carbs, fat or protein is where your calories are going to come from. So when people talk talk about a dirty bulk, um, they generally mean that you're just throwing the calories in. You're not really worrying so much whether it's protein whether it's, you know, fats, carbs, where it's actually coming from. And obviously, you know, fat has a lot more calories than carbs or protein, so it's easy to get those extra calories. But on the flip side, it's also easier for them to store as body fat if you're, you know, because you do need to be in that excess. Um, you, you, if you're just borderline exactly what your body needs to grow muscle, it's a much slower process. So even though it's what we talk about is more quality, it's not, it's a slower process and that's why you, that's something that you save for when you're older uh, when you already have a decent amount of muscle and you're just really trying to, you know, just grow quality. But when you're young, you can just you can you can lose it quickly. You can gain it quickly. So you might as well take advantage of that. And I would normally say um, the best time to bulk is obviously right before you decide to compete or when you you know first get into the gym. Give yourself probably a good six months of training to get some kind of baseline um, before you start to really want to, you know, throw that weight on. Don't kind of like walk in the gym, take up weights and then decide you're going to go on a big bulking cycle. I would say that you need to get some fitness into your muscle first and then that way you know the muscle that you're gaining is, you know, good and true because um, otherwise you run that risk of not actually gaining as much muscle as what you think because you're not really training correctly still at that point in time. Simplest way to bulk, obviously, as I said, is just adding extra calories. So that can be just increasing the portion of each meal that you're eating. It can be adding in a whole extra meal. This is where all the weight gainers come in. Like this is where it's so simple. You've got your diet set out, but you want to add in extra calories. So you just get a, a pre-done mass gainer like extreme mass or heavy weight that International Protein does. And that's going to give you the extra protein, fat and carbs. Just put an extra meal in. You can put like, you know, somewhere around 400, 500, 600 extra calories. And that's enough for a lot of people to start to get into that, you know, um, calorie surplus to start to grow muscle. So nice and easy. Um, and it's also a little bit more controlled than just going on a bit of a free for all and just kind of like, you know, eating whatever, because a lot of the, a lot of what you'll hear, hear me talk about and how I talk, it is about routine. It is about structure. It is about control. And, um, I never like that point of just kind of randomly eating whatever and eating anything because thinking about, you know, you always want to have something to come back to, to be able to, um, you know, get your body back in shape or, um, you know, get ready for a competition where it's all about, you know, more structured meals and things like that. So adding in a mass gainer to me is the easiest way for people to get a, a to get everything that they need because you do you do want to make sure that those calories are good quality calories. You know, like as as I said, as you get older, it becomes more important that you get good quality calories that you're not just eating a whole bunch of sugar or a whole bunch of fats off of, you know, unhealthy things. Because the second thing with, um, you know, anything is you want to be healthy. Like it's one thing to look a certain way, but you've got to think about your internal health, heart health, cholesterol, what what's happening um, to your cells. You know, if you're eating too much sugar, then that's obviously going to be detrimental to your health in the long run. So you want to always keep that in the back of your head. And that's why I'm saying that kind of, you know, crazy, eat whatever you want, dirty bulk, kind of thing should really only be at the very early phase of anyone's um, weight training career or bodybuilding career. And then as you get into it a lot more, you have a really good foundation. And then like from, you know, one year to the next, you want to just make some little bit more progress. It is going to be slower, but you really want to make sure that what you're eating is good quality with that. So um, with with bulking, um, if someone is a really, really hard gainer, 
some of the, the rules go the opposite way. So, you know, normally you would tell someone eat a lot of fruit and vegetables and eat a lot of whole grains and things like that. Um, if someone's a hard gainer, then they will, they're going to fill up too quickly on those kind of foods. So they do need to look at, you know, more concentrated foods. So they do need to eat the peanut butters and they do need to eat more of the things that all of the rest of us have to avoid. Um, you know, they can... I guess, you know, have the full cream milk rather than the the um, light milk or low-fat milk. So different rules apply to people who really, really struggle to gain weight because sometimes they'll increase their calories and it just seems to just have no impact. And then, so one of the most common things that I see or people come to me and they say, oh, but I increased my calories, I'm eating more and I still can't gain any weight. What do I do? It's like, well, the answer is you still need to eat more um, because it's, it's not like there's a set level where, oh, you magically put 500 calories in and everybody's going to start to, you know, grow muscle or gain weight at that amount. For someone, it might be that they need to add an extra 1,000 calories a day. Someone else, it might be 2,000 calories a day. Someone else, it might be 200 calories a day. So particularly for hard gainers, their bodies seem to just utilize those extra calories and put it into burning energy rather than into growing. So you just have to keep going up and going up. And the way to do that is to really, at every single meal, just start to add in you know, increase every little part of the portion. So if you're having, you know, a scoop of your protein powder, try to have one and a half scoops. Or if you have, you know, two pieces of toast for breakfast, have three pieces of toast. So everything, everything just has to go up slowly, slowly. Um, And again, you know, if you're having one extra weight gainer a day, then try to have a second one, try to fit an extra meal in. And then another really good thing is to make meals more concentrated. So uh, one thing that we all tend to do is we think about having a protein shake or a mass gainer and we put you know, I know we put the directions on the pack to put, you know, to put it in 500 mils of water or whatever. Um, a lot of the time it's that volume of food, which you're not, you know, the, the volume is there, but the calories aren't there. So you can always reduce that amount of liquid, make it more like a paste or a, a, a thicker consistency. And then that way you can actually fit that in without bloating yourself because often, um, you know, water actually fills you up. And, you know, when you're trying to diet, you drink more water to try to fill your stomach. So the opposite is true when you're trying to get those extra calories in is you make the food more concentrated. Um, all of those little, um, you know, they're supposed to be so healthy, but they're actually, you know, for people who are dieting, they're a nightmare. So for people who are bulking, it's good. They call it those squished foods where they get like all the dates and everything and yeah. mash it into a little yeah. ball and like they are so concentrated in calories. Mm-hmm. A person who's trying to bulk probably doesn't think about eating those, but a person who's dieting thinks that they're wonderful and doesn't realise why they're not losing weight um, because the food's so concentrated. So, you know, calories per gram, um, you're trying to think about getting foods in that are smallest volume for highest calories and that's where obviously the fats come in. You know, obviously try to get good fats in, but that's where, um, you know, reducing the amount of liquid that's with a food and trying to eat a more concentrated type of food and see how you go with that type of thing. So more more, more dense, nutrient-dense and more calorie-dense are the type of foods that you're looking for, um, you know, when you're trying to gain weight or things that are easy for you to eat. And that's, again, think, you know, think about all the stuff which is so kind of bad for you for, I guess, a person who's trying to, um, you know, trying to lose weight. And that's things like, you know, your chips and your lasagna and your slightly more fried food. So while I don't recommend that for people on an ongoing basis, but if it's a food which is fried in a a healthy fat, it, it, it is obviously absorbing that fat into the food. So instead of having like, you know, steamed fish like someone who's trying to lose weight, you maybe have to have like a battered fish or a a crumbed fish which is fried and it's absorbing those calories. So, um, you know, fat is only bad if it's like a bad type of fat or if you don't need it because you're, 
you know, you're, you're easily gaining weight. So for someone who's hard to gain weight, it's almost like the rules are all reversed. Um, so it's, it's little things like that where you think about how can I get more calories into this food without actually making more volume so it's easy for me to eat. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So what what is the timeline on just – I know it's different for every person, but for you, if you're going through this bulking phase, what's your timeline? Um, my, the timeline for bulking for me was always dictated by my competitions. So when I was heavily competing, um, the cycle would go, you know, January 1st, we would pretty much start prepping for the season of shows that would be around May. So I'd give myself a good 20 weeks. Um, if I had a competition in October, sometimes I would have like a one-month period, so a very, very short period where I could kind of come off the diet. But I always tried to keep that under control because I only then had a shortened period to get back in shape. So if you went full crazy off season and then tried to bring it back in in three months instead of five, um, it was never going to work so well. So it was almost like a, a still a, a controlled, um, you know, relaxed diet, but not a full bulk. And then the comp season would end in say October. So I'd have like half of October, November, December. So I'd have like two and a half months before the diet season would start again. And that was, that was, you know, so it was very short, sharp, intense periods of bulking, particularly in the younger years. Like I would, you know, go up quite a distance from my weight, you know, maybe 25 kilos and come back down again. And that's why I say in the early years you can you can cope with that. I mean, a couple of the other reasons why you can cope with that at that age is your skin stretches a lot more, mm-hmm. bounces back again. Um, you don't want to be doing that when you're in your 40s because your skin's going to have more chance that it's going to be stretching out of shape. It won't pull back into shape. Um, your metabolism isn't as quick. So to get that weight off is takes a lot more work and it tends to be a lot more stubborn. So when I was, you know, obviously competing in my later years, I didn't really have a, a, a crazy bulking phase as much as I would have a, um, a relaxation period where the body would be allowed to rest um, because, you know, if you're very low fat diet all the time, your joints will suffer. A lot of your lipid membranes are all made up of fat. So you are impacting your health by trying to eat too low fat. Um, injury does tend to creep in. So then it becomes, I guess, less about bulking. It becomes more about just maintaining health and allowing your body that chance to recover and repair. But if you're still trying to push up and you're still trying to grow muscle at that phase, then um, that's where you're trying to look at more better quality proteins, um, just good good calories, good amounts of fat. And when you're talking about fats, you're really focusing on having your healthier fats, so your polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats. So you might be adding olive oil to something, um, looking at eating your nuts and and those type of things rather than going for just like, you know, the, the fats that are coming in from, say, cheeses or, um, you know, what we typically would call junk food, um, fried food, takeaway food, you know, creamy sauces, all that kind of stuff. Like those are the kind of things that you would tend to stay away from when you're older and you're trying to, you know, bulk up from there. And that's where you're probably also relying more on a good quality weight gainer. Like the extreme mass is hands down, um, you know, having your omega fats in it, having a good ratio of 50-50 protein and carbs. So you're still making sure that you're getting the right nutrients in for that, for those calories that you're taking in and you're maximizing um, that you have the protein there to grow. Because obviously when you're growing muscle, it's protein that you need, but it's not only the protein, it's obviously still the extra calories to spare the muscle um, and to allow you to train harder because that's the other part of it too. Like um, you're not going to, you're not going to grow muscle if you're not overloading the um, the weights that you're doing, if you're not overloading the muscle and stimulating it to grow. So it's one thing to talk about the food side of it, but you also have to talk about the the weight training side of it. Because if you're just in a status quo, going in the gym, you're not really putting your weights up, 
why would you expect your body to grow? You know, you're you're not stimulating it for that growth. So just eating more calories is simply just going to lay down as body fat because you're not giving your body a reason to grow. If you're, you're increasing the intensity, sorry, the intensity of your weight training, then obviously you're going to have you need more calories to fuel that to, to fuel that training. So that's where you need your carbs to come in there. So it is a twofold thing to bulk like you bulking doesn't exist without the extra weight training or the heavier weight training to go with it. So because you're getting extra calories, you're getting what you need to recover, you're in a much better position to be able to force your body to do those forced reps, force the weight up, get your training partner to really be there to, um, you know, put you outside of your natural lifting zone and force that strength to come up. So it does have to happen hand in hand. So if you're not planning on doing that and really pushing yourself in the gym, then there's no point in doing that bulking phase. So, um, Mm. and again, this is definitely more true when you're older, when you're younger, your body still is in that natural growing phase. So it's easier to see those changes because some people will get changes just from doing Um, more reps on something when they're younger, particularly if they're genetically predisposed to it. But once you've been training for a while, it's got to be that, you know, that increase and that overload and getting that strength up, which then directly relates to the muscle growth. So two things go hand in hand. So if you're not going to train harder, you don't get to eat more. Mm. I bet people really enjoy that bulking phase too. Uh, The bulking phase, well, you you know what? It's funny that you say that, Ash, because if you talk to a lot of, particularly the really big bodybuilders, they actually hate it because they say you're ready for your next meal and you still really haven't digested your last meal and they feel like it's a force feeding phase because you don't realize how much those boys need to eat to really feed you know fuel what they do um, and I do know some people who've like vitamized their food including their chicken which I think would be kind of nauseating to what drink chicken vitamins? blend it b- oh. bullet bullet it exactly but I do know like guys who go to that extent because yeah. they like like we were talking about having more concentrated food yeah. The other side when you've got to eat a lot is the jaw cramping from chewing so much food, chewing so much chicken, chewing so much steak and just that whole process of eating. Like, you know, most of us like, oh, I'd love to eat more. But when you see the amount of food that they really need to eat, one, just to maintain what they have, but then two, to actually grow from that point there, and I'm going to talk about some of the, the people up around 140, 150 kilos, they, yeah, they say it's just they actually hate the bulking phase because it's just like you just feel like from morning till night you're just eating food and it becomes to a point of, um, you know, of, of ad, you know, delirium, I don't want to do this anymore, and they do try to eat you know, still relatively clean because um, they are still mindful at that age that, you know, it's can kind of like, you know, lay down as body fat and everything so they want to eat the right kind of food. But even with eating the fats and things with it, they're still struggling to fit that food in. And and hard gainers will say the same thing. And that's why they do struggle. Um, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you just add more food in. But for a lot of people that is a challenge. So, um, yes, I enjoyed my off-season very much because <laughs> – I could relax and, yep. um, you know, have more food, but I, but you know, for a lot of the bigger guys, it is a it's quite a chore, you know, to to have to eat, you know, three hundred grams of steak or, um, not just once, but like okay, now in three hours' time, you got to do another, you have to eat that again because you know that's how many calories that you need, and and again, that's why the the weight gainers are a great option because they have a very concentrated source of calories. And, you know, they taste good, they, you know, you can drink them easily and, you know, it's a lot, a lot nicer option. So. All right. So is there anything else you sort of want to add into this? Tips on bulking. Have a a bigger pair of clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you, if you're still fitting into the clothes that you wore beforehand, like, Hey, you haven't been successful, but, um, but it is, it is a a definite thing that, you know, going into a bulking cycle, you would expect that, you know, your back's going to expand 
chest's going to grow, legs potentially going to grow. So, you know, you you don't want to be, I guess, you know, restricting yourself because of that. For for men, it's it's probably like, well, yeah, I'm getting bigger in that. For women, it can be a bit of a mind game of knowing where I need to get. I was just about uh, to say that. How's the hit through the, the whole process? Yeah. Now, that, that that's an interesting thing because um, when you are trying to get somewhere, you're you're, you can be focused on that, but people can be a little bit mean, I guess, where they don't understand where you're trying to go. Um, and, and particularly with women, I would find that um, it would be, you know, women at the gym would be saying things like, oh, why did you let yourself go? And it's like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, this is a controlled part of my process. Um, and then I'll be back into comp phase. And that's why I always do, I guess, keep those cycles very short because, um, you know, it was uncomfortable. You know, you'll be looking and going, oh, I don't really like that I have this, you know, squishy bit here. But you always knew that, um, you know, come January 1st, okay, diet was on again. So it wasn't like a, a never-ending, just free-for-all, um, no control to this because that does become dangerous. And that is, again, actually one of the um, one of the downsides of it where I do know a, a few um, women who've had the other mindset where they've done a competition, gotten into shape, worked very hard, relaxed, come off on, you know, gone into an off-season, gone into a bulking phase, and it has got a little bit out of control. But in their mind they're like, oh, yeah, I can bring this in any time I want because, you know, I know how to get in shape. And then they leave it a little bit too long and it is hard to get back into that routine. You get used to eating more. Your stomach expands you've been enjoying a lot of food and um, to actually flip that switch and go back into prep mode um, for some people is then the other, you know, the other situation occurs where it's hard to bring it back in. So again, that's where I am always a fan of a, a little bit more of a structured type of a bulk, and particularly for females sitting or, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to increase it by 500 calories a day or, or, or 300, whatever it is that they need and really kind of keeping the rest of your diet, pretty much your contest diet, and then just increasing that 500 calories above or, or whatever that number is for you because that way you're still, again, eating in a structure. As I said, that free-for-all of allowing yourself to just kind of like, oh, I'll have these nibblies here and this here because I'm on I'm on bulking diet and I can have whatever I want, it's, it's really easy to um, overestimate what you need and how much you're having. And then, as I said, it's bringing it back again, which gets really, really difficult because um, your body's, you know, used to it and, and it's telling you what wants it and your mind's telling you that you want it. So there's, there's always, you know, different um, – some people, you know, find it very easy to flick back onto the diet and hate having to gain the weight and other people it's too easy to gain the weight and, you know, coming back onto the, the prep mode again is, is quite hard. So I guess recognise who you are. Like recognize what you're, who, you know, are you avoiding it and you're holding your gains back and you can actually relax a little bit more, you know, recognizing that you need to rest and let your body, body repair, that it actually needs those nutrients and, you're at, and competition is a, an unnatural state and an unhealthy state versus the person who's kind of fooling themselves into thinking that that's just a, I'm only a few kilos over my contest weight and then not realising that they've actually kind of slipped totally into a, an unhealthy um, body fat level from having bulked a little bit too hard. Mm. Very, very interesting. It's not a process I've been through. I, I'm, um, I'm one of those bodies that needs to always lose weight as opposed to the other way around. So um, I don't, I don't totally cannot relate to those skinny guys that need to put on more weight. I just don't get that. But um, I wish I was in that body. That would be, you know, to me, that would be the, the perfect opportunity or the perfect uh, body to live in. It's, it's, what are you living um, I gain weight very, very easily. Do you? But yes, I do. Um, hence, but again, that was part of why I was able to grow so well as a as a youngster, yeah. because um, 
one, I had the appetite. Yeah. <laughs> Two, I like to train heavy and, you know, my, my body would like just explode, like literally explode. So then as I got older, I, I would keep my weight way more in check. And that's why I talk about it wasn't a matter of just a free-for-all of eating whatever. It was still very, very structured. Um, you know, I would have an off-season diet and, and I would work on that structure of eating basically the same meal plan as when I was competing, but allowing myself that relaxation of that 500 or whatever calories, sometimes even, you know, dieting through the week and then weekends being my relaxation, but keeping my body, my body kind of found a natural weight that it liked to sit at. Um, but yeah, I, I can gain weight incredibly easily. So yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people, endo, endo mesomorph. Right. Right. Okay. Just <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you very much. Very interesting stuff. Happy bulking. Yes. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, recognize that these tips, they're free. So show your support by becoming a loyal international protein customer by jumping online, hunt our product down, and hit that buy now button. So once again, like, share, and subscribe to our podcast so we can continue to bring you these episodes from our one and only Aussie muscle guru, three times world champion, Christine Enville.